The Sony Walkman is a tiny stereo cassette player with truly incredible sound. Put on a Walkman and see the world in a whole new light. The Walkman from Sony, the one and only. In the 1980s, the Sony Walkman was a true innovation of its time. It allowed you to listen to a cassette's worth of music on your wired headset anywhere you went. It was also something of a fashion statement, believe it or not. Now fast forward 40 years and you can take the entire music collection ever created by mankind, every audiobook ever written, every podcast ever created, every movie and TV show with you anywhere you go in the world. And by the way, you can also make the occasional phone call. Though there are commonalities from today's smartphone and the Walkman, and that is content that is delivered via audio, and in most instances, a headset. So why is audio delivery so important during the pandemic? Why is it often overlooked in comparison to visual technology? And how will audio be key in making the metaphors a true functional reality. Welcome to The Great Indoors, a podcast where we look at the technological implications brought about by the next industrial revolution and how this can potentially help solve the biggest problems facing humanity. I'm your host, Matt Roberts, and joining me as ever is my co-pilot and producer, Larissa Yi. So today's guest is Mr. James Pengeli Marshall. Now, James is the Vice President of Consumer Marketing at Jabra and has to date had quite a glittering career in technology with roles at Sony, although he reliably informs me he had nothing to do with the Walkman, I don't know about that, and Korean giant LG. So I'd like to welcome our guest to the great indoors today. Welcome James. Matt Roberts, as I live and breathe. How are you? I'm doing very well, sir. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Good, good, good. on this side of the pond. And uh, where are you on that side of the pond enjoying the great indoors from today? Whereabouts are you in the world? Well, uh, I uh, we live in southwest London, um, so we're in, uh, in sunny and beautiful Teddington. A lot of my time based out of Denmark because Jabra, uh, as a brand, we're, we're a Danish outfit headquartered just outside of Copenhagen. But I live, uh, yeah, in the... Uh, leafy suburbs of uh, London town. Hmm. I actually saw this morning in The Economist, Copenhagen was voted the second most livable city in the world after Vienna. Apparently the Danes are also the happiest people in the world, but uh, I, I can't cite any sources on that. But I uh, think it's all the Lego, James. I think be. it's all the Lego. Yeah. It must be. Uh, and the headsets. Absolutely, absolutely. And we'll get to that in a moment. One question I like to ask all my guests, it's a particular favourite, this season if you could come on to a sting to a piece of intro music and we'll fix this as well what would that be well that's a good one isn't it um i would have said there's some really sort of uh, upbeat will smith songs but i'm not sure if one is allowed to associate with will smith anymore after the uh, the oscar for fiasco so um you know I, I might have to go for something more middle-aged like the traveling wilburys or something but uh, that's just dating me isn't it 
Yeah, it could be. I could be. So we'll, we'll, we'll. I think actually we'll go with the Will Smith boom, yeah. boom, shake the room. Shake the room. So listen, James, thank you for joining us. Now, uh, to give our listeners an introduction on yourself, tell us yeah. about your role at Jabra, what Jabra does and its history, because I think it's a, a, a really interesting company and, and the role that you mm. perform there. Yeah, well, I mean, if I if I start with Jabra, first of all, I mean, we are a Danish stock market listed uh, company. Um, we're actually part of uh, an organization called, called GN Store Nord, uh, and there are two sides to that business. Uh, on There's firstly GN, uh, GN Hearing, one of the world's foremost uh, experts in hearing aid technology for anyone with uh, moderate to severe hearing impairment. Uh, that's on the hearing side of the business. Then separate from us is GN Audio, uh, where I sit, also all part of the same headquarters just outside of Copenhagen. GN Audio is a video and audio brand. Um, and if you can think about GN Audio, again, it's split into two divisions. We have a, a B2B or enterprise team, and then we have uh, the consumer side. I'm I'm global VP of marketing on the consumer side uh, of the business. Um, that includes our, all of our retail routes to market, uh, our direct consumer e-com piece uh, as well. So in terms of our portfolio of products, as I said, it's everything from the type of headsets that I'm wearing now for home working, office communications, UC enabled communications um, through to uh, video. Uh, we acquired the, the Panacast uh, range of products a couple of years back. So it's mainly the, the video and audio piece. Actually, at the start of this year as well, and it's just an interesting sidebar, Matt, um, we also acquired uh, Steel Series. So within GN Audio, uh, so Steel Series is. Uh, uh, a very well-known brand uh, and a very strong brand within the gaming space. So uh -huh. all linked uh -huh. up in terms of a, of, a, of a real strong heritage around audio and, uh -huh. and actually a heritage around communication. We're 150 years old as a company. And, and when we first set out, I wasn't there then, um, then uh, <laughs> we, we were the, the first uh, company to lay uh, telegram lines uh, under the ocean from Europe wow. to China. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Now, what I think is fascinating about today's discussion, James, and, and again, thank you for joining us, is we're going to talk about audio and we're going to talk about the the importance of audio in our everyday lives and, and how it mm. lends itself technically. Because, you know, on this podcast, we've had lots of technologists. We've talked about 5G. We've talked about mobile devices. We've talked about connected homes. And Typically, when we look at new technologies, we look at processing, we look at screen resolutions, we look at you know use cases. But audio plays such an important part in everything we do, particularly when we interact with our smartphones, when we consume media, when we're speaking in, in a, an environment like this. Give us a little evolution, if you will, of audio, because you know I think all of us you know are aware of. Uh, you know, 5.1 surround sound, uh, stereophonic sound. In fact, if you live here in North America, you get hit uh, right now with all the marketing from Apple on their uh, spatial AirPods. Audio. Yeah. Mm. So give us a, an evolution, if you will. Just give us a quick history lesson on how audio has evolved, where we are now, and, and, and what it's going to do in the future. 
it's it's an interesting question, and I, I think obviously we are now in, in this realm of, of spatial audio, three dimensional audio, all, all of these areas, and uh, um, and now you've you've only to sit on any uh, domestic or international flight to, to see how many people are wearing their headphones or their earbuds to understand how much media consumption uh, is all encompassing. Um, I think it's you're more the exception these days if you haven't got your your headphones on during a flight. So. But I think key for me is, and I think probably a, a important piece of the puzzle that people miss, is yes, received audio uh, has improved immeasurably uh, over the last few years. And there are many great brands that are delivering fantastic sound through headphones, through buds, through speakers. I think for, for Jabra, the, the key part is it's not only about the received audio. It's also about um, voice quality uh, and call quality, because that that's the piece that, that is often forgotten. Because now, as we have this conversation, I'm hearing you loud and clear. But what you hear from me is only as good as the microphone technology that's uh, within the, the headset that I've got on. Um, and that's why, you know, within within Jabra, we we focus a lot of investment around multi mic technology, uh, microphone technology that will that will handle very high noise environments, windy environments. You know. Um, Background noise from wind is, is one of the main headaches. If you're trying as a as a consumer, as a user, to have a, a conversation uh, outdoors, then you know the the audio you receive is obviously only as, as good as uh, what I transmit through uh, through the, the microphone quality. So to me, that I think that's that's the key part. You mentioned sort of the, the trajectory of of audio. Uh, I, I think now more than ever, especially as we are all working flexibly and you might take that work call uh, whilst you're going to, to drop off the kids or when you're on the grocery run or, or whatever, then I, I think it, it's the transmitted audio as well as the received audio that, yeah. that brands need to think about and, and consumers need to think about when they, when they choose whatever device they want to, 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 yeah. to go for. No, and it's interesting because when we went into lockdown in those dark days of early 2020 and we transformed into this environment that we're working in over Zoom, wasn't it amazing, if you can if you can remember that far back, how terrible the quality of every Zoom call we went in. There were, yeah. You know, like you said, the audio quality was bad. Uh, people hadn't figured out the optimal equipment they needed at home. Most people were talking into their laptops. And even the first podcast we ever did episode one way 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 back with Chetton. i actually recorded it through the mic on my laptop right and when i listen back to it now it, it makes my ears bleed how how poor the quality was really it was really uh, bad i think uh, but, i've still got the, I, still, I think i've still got the tape yeah well yeah exactly yeah. and and so have you seen as an organization not only people realize the importance of what you just said have you changed your product roadmap in response to that obviously you, things from a business perspective must have been pretty good as as people realized they needed to up their equipment at home but what what did you see from a sort of trends perspective as that change happened i mean i think the the, the key thing was that, that pre-pandemic probably we we had more of an enterprise range of products and then more of a consumer range of products. And I, I think one of the, the outcomes from that pandemic period was, was that that distinction was blurred. Uh, and so now, you know, we, 
we we have a range of products where where we talk about mobile on the go. Uh, yeah, and yes, you know, you look at different use cases. There will be some people that are more desk workers, um, but then you also have got audio as a requirement uh, across frontline workers. I don't mean frontline responders. I mean frontline workers. Whether you're a last mile delivery driver, you know, think of the the huge growth of the last mile delivery driver during the period of the pandemic, and you know, I think then we realized that these people need to be able to communicate safely and clearly, um, being able to talk back to their uh, to their office or, or their um, distribution center or what have you. Um, so I think all of these things, I, I think the main thing, back to your question, is it, it, our portfolio didn't change as such, but we, re we realized there wasn't this distinction between an enterprise product and the, the consumer product. Actually, there was a real overlap there and um, yes of course an enterprise is, is still always going to have different specific requirements it might see, need UC certification because that ticks a box in terms of uh, the enterprise but from the user perspective it's it's about being able to have great quality calls whether that's speaking with a colleague on the other side of the world whether that's speaking to the principal at your kid's school or what have you right you, you need to be able to have great quality calls and, and I think that's that's the key thing and of, and of course now now we, we face a whole other challenge because we in the pandemic it was all about virtual meetings everyone was virtual by definition now we're into this era of hybrid meetings and I think that that again presents its own issues and, and what issues would they be would that be because some people are in the room and some people are not that's it. I mean, we, we've, as a, as a brand, Jabra has done some studies on this. It, um, nearly nine out of 10 meetings are now either either fully virtual or, or hybrid. It's 80 something percent, I can't remember. So most meetings are, go are going to be hybrid in some way. And, and I think there's a real risk that participants in the meeting, employees, can feel left out of conversations in hybrid meetings because you've got those that are in the meeting room and then those... Uh, because they haven't got the correct technology, they haven't got a good enough uh, set of headphones, they haven't got a, a, a good enough video, or in indeed they haven't got a good enough connection, right? I mean, uh, they're, they're, they're sort of jumping onto next door neighbor's Wi-Fi or something. Um, yeah. then, then I think this really is a, a, a barrier to inclusion because you're running a meeting when 30, 40% of, of your team feel left out. Yeah. No, and I remember when we spoke with Danny Hernandez uh, from Telefonica about this, and he he said something really interesting, it's, uh, similar to what you, you, you the point you made there, but that some of the hardware manufacturers, and, and we spoke to a couple in Los Angeles back in October, were now developing mm. holographic displays with an avatar. So even if you were in this virtual world, you would feel present in the meeting or well, the people physically in the meeting would feel your presence in Star Wars lingo via yeah. a hologram, et cetera. Um, but audio, like you said right at the beginning, audio plays a key part in that, right, as far as making sure you're represented clearly, uh, your voice, but also the reality, making sure that whilst you're clear, it does come across as authentic as possible, right, and not over-amplified or... Yeah, I mean, I think that's realistic. I think that's good. Right? I think that's the key word there, right? So it's sort of how do you get this natural and, and realistically nuanced audio together with video? I think video is equally important. By the way, 
a a hologram version of Danny Hernandez uh, in in a meeting room, uh, you know, makes me uh, a little bit nervous. But um, that's a, <laughs> that's take, a side it, it would, <laughs> it would take you back in time, right? It would certainly exactly. take you back in time. Now they're very business focused trends that we talked about. And you mm. said before, I, I want to look at the consumer trends now because you made an interesting point. You can't get on any plane now. In fact, you can't even walk your dog in the park now without coming across somebody who has a, a headset, right? But mm. normally a Bluetooth-driven headset. And, you know, they'll be consuming probably this podcast, uh, music, audiobooks, um, et cetera. What, and, and this is something that's come around more of the smartphone revolution as opposed to the pandemic. But what big consumer trends have you seen over the last few years as far as consumption habits and expectations from consumers that you've you've had to address i think yeah on the first the first point i think it's not music anymore it's media consumption right because uh, uh people of the world um yeah listening to the great indoors and and so on uh in in their millions um yeah, so i think i think yeah exactly i think, I think it's it's media consumption rather than music listening. That that's one thing. So there's obviously a requirement there for for different sound profiles and and so on. Um, uh, I think there's also a macro trend towards uh, towards fitness and active lifestyle, uh, and that's why within our our range we have some products which are are built uh, specifically for that purpose. You know whether that's uh, that they're more robust in terms of IP rating whether um, they've got features like fast pair so that when you're ready to go out and run, you know, then they're always ready and, and so on. So I, I think these things we see for sure. I think as well, what we find, you know, features even like multi-point, uh, whereby Bluetooth multi-point, whereby you're able to use the one device to be able to pair to a couple of uh, different products, whether that's a, a phone and a, and a tablet or a phone and your, your laptop or your um your Chromebook or what have you. So I think that's important as well. So that, you know, consumers want to have one device, one headset that they use for multiple purposes. I mean, you know, we think of us all, you know, as, as consumers, you, you don't want to say, well, actually, that's the headset that I use during the day. And this is the different headset that I use when I then go to the gym in the evening or walk the dog or, or what have you. So that's also important. Mm -hmm. And how is the aesthetics change how is the physical hardware change because they're getting smaller and smaller and smaller and th there's two questions i have here so we'll, we'll start with with the more the primitive question is is the wired headset a thing of the past is everything now wireless and the reason i just asked that question is i glanced to my left and i saw this rather prehistoric thing in front of me which i'm showing some wired earbuds but is pretty much everything in your portfolio now wireless? Uh, the majority of products are, are wireless. Um, there are still some cabled solutions within more of the, the enterprise side of our portfolio because, I mean, some people, again, in terms of use case, they are desk-based, they are contact centre-based, and, and therefore uh, there is a requirement still there for, for the cable. But in most instances, what we see... Now, even amongst someone who is a office worker, professional, then why do you want to be anchored to the wire? I think, why do you want to be anchored to the cable? You know, I want to be able to be on a, a call. Heaven knows we're all on calls that last way longer than they ought to. Um, I, I want to be able to, uh, with just the, the flick of the, the boom arm, be able to mute the call. 
uh, and then uh, when I am needed to speak or want to make my point, I bring the boom arm down, I'm back in the room. Equally, I want to be able to wander away from my desk for my own well-being and stretch my legs, grab a, a coffee, um, or mm-hmm. uh, in, in your case, some fancy health drink or something like that, I suspect. Yeah, some, but, some uh, sort of avocado smoothie. I imagine. Yes. I imagine yes. it's got avocado in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the other thing. Is it now considered... Oh, well, I think it is, right? It's now a fashion accessory. Like, to the point we said before, wherever you go, people are wearing their earbuds, their AirPods, their headsets. It's now a fashion accessory. And we'll talk about the brand bit in a moment. What what do you see in that space? And and you said something interesting. These are wearables now. These are part of us almost. What's your position on 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 the sort of form factor? Is, is that a big consideration from consumers when buying the the wireless headsets now? Form factor, I, I think, is. Right? I mean, it's um, earbuds now, thanks in in large part to to our friends uh, in Cupertino. The, the earbud or the true wireless earbuds, um, I think they're, they're now almost ubiquitous. Uh, so uh, I think who would have thought only a few short years ago, then if you went into a, a Best Buy or if you went into a, a, a Curry's or an L shop or a Media Mark over here, you, you would see the majority of retail space devoted towards the over the head headphones. In terms of share of the stereo market, that has swung wildly now towards the earbud form factor. So mm-hmm. I think um, that that's all down from a technology point of view. That's down to obviously uh, miniaturization of the drivers. Um, you can still get you know 10 mil drivers into very compact form factors, and that's to do with the fact that that people people want to be able to wear these products all day. They're comfortable to wear all day. They are unob- unobtrusive. Um, so if you're listening to a podcast on your com- on your commute in the morning, or if you're then just wearing them at your desk, then then they're not particularly sort of uh, in your face, although they're in your ears. So I, I think we we see that miniaturization definitely happening, and and true wireless, the earbuds have become the predominant form factor in in yeah. the market, and 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 a lot of that is I forget which law is it? Is it Moore's law or, or Peter's law? Uh, um, which law, you know, it's all down to the, the technology is improving. We can miniaturize year on year. Yeah. We, um, and we, we as a company, because we've got our sister company in GN Hearing, who are manufacturers of, of hearing aids, we, we leverage a lot of that learning and experience and bring that into the true wireless buds. Because if, if you can, if you imagine, what you need as a consumer wearing true wireless buds are, are very similar to what you might need as a a user or a consumer wearing hearing aids. You need something which, uh, in a very small, discrete form factor, which has got battery that's going to last uh, days on end, uh, that is comfortable, and at the same time gives you great audio, and and obviously strong and seamless connection to uh, to to your mobile device. So. Here's sort of a projection, and you probably have innovation centers that looking that looking at this. So I remember, so one of the things we talk about a lot, and we'll get to the metaverse in a minute, is augmented reality, right? So you yeah. augment your reality um, with, you know, pr- you know, overlaying some information on your glasses, as Google Glasses was designed to do. Mm. Is there a, a, an environment or a situation where you will augment your reality? 
in an audio capacity. So those earbuds are in your ears all day. You don't even know they're there. They're so miniature and comfortable. And they mm. are augmenting your everyday life with subtle audio messages. Is that, is, I mean, is that potentially a reality? So the use case would be I'm cycling my bicycle down to the lake and it is giving me information in my ear like um, uh, turn left here to avoid uh, congestion or mm. uh, the temperature there is 12 degrees. Is augmented reality potentially an audio phenomenon as much as people are projecting it as a pure visual phenomenon? Uh, absolutely is. And by the way, um, you know, Jabber and cannot advocate the use of uh, earbuds whilst you're on your bike. That was uh, okay. probably not not safe, right? But uh, really? even with he even with hear through, I think. Well, I think you probably want uh, uh, to be able to listen uh, whilst you're cycling without anything in your ears. But uh, we do have <laughs> hear through on, on our products. Um, to back to your question, I mean, we back at CES a few years ago now to 2017 something like that we it wasn't commercially available but we had a pilot project with an institute that's a UK institute called the Royal National Institute for the Blind uh, and that was a a pair of headphones that if you were visually impaired in any way then you you wear these and they they not only let you hear your environment around you. So contrary to my previous point, they're not sort of uh, blocking out any noise uh, and sort of taken away from your senses. They not only sort of allowed you to hear the world around you, but at the same time, they provided audio cues and audio guidance. So if you were visually impaired in some way and you were walking along the high street and uh, you know it would give audio cues around um, pedestrian cr crossing 200 meters uh, on the left-hand side. You are approaching um, the, uh, the the shopping mall. You're approaching uh, whatever. So I, I think that links in very much to what you were talking about. And and now we use audio cues a lot more when you're wearing buds. You know, it gives you obviously updates in terms of the status of your device, battery levels, uh, all, all of these things. But now it's it's not very far into the future taking learnings from that pilot that we ran a few years ago uh, that uh, you, you can use location um, and you can use uh, context to be able to give audio cues. I think mm -hmm. um, the great advantage of audio is that it's non-intrusive. It, and obviously, if you're in a, uh, I mean, augmented reality in terms of video and, and visual, there's, there's always the the potential that that could be intrusive in some mm -hmm. way, right? but, mm -hmm. but actually audio can be less intrusive. Since October last year, it's fair to say the most hyped word in technology is the metaverse. Um, or transhumanism, as Charles Eisenstein calls it, a much more sinister uh, word for, for the metaverse. And when we talk about the metaverse, and I've written something on a, a month or two ago, you know, we always focus on the virtual reality, as we, you know, the augmented reality, like you said there, the visual piece, the extended reality, the 3D graphics requirements, the frames per second that give you a visually... Uh, smooth experience. We talk about holographic mm. displays, 
we talk about we always focus on the visual people always focus on the visual with the metaverse but the audio so a lot of the points we've already discussed is of equal importance in bringing yeah. a realistic metaverse experience what role do you think and what what are you doing indeed as an organization to prepare for this next iteration of the internet I think I mean you hit the 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 nail on the head. I mean it's just as in the the real world. Is that what we call the the opposite of the metaverse, as in the universe? The matrix. Um, then exactly, the metaverse is only going to to have that realism if it's a place where sound feels natural and, and where that's intrinsically integrated in, in terms of the the experience. Otherwise, it's like uh, you are not bringing one of your key senses uh, to any experience. Uh, so I think, yeah, absolutely. It has to feel natural, has to feel integrated. Um, and, and I think the key thing, and, and this is the challenge, not so much from the hardware side, but also from a, a, a software perspective, is it has to feel contextually relevant. And that's, that's the challenge, isn't it? So that uh, if you are in the metaverse in an Irish-themed pub, I know, Matt. You're you're always a big fan of a of, of an Irish theme pub. No, we talked then... about this. We talked about this last week with our other guest, Vic Patel. We said we wanted to be in a pub in Liverpool with Jurgen Klopp in the metaverse. That was the example yeah. we used. So you're close. You're close. I I think most uh, most pubs in in Liverpool are, are in some way Irish themed, but um, <laughs> uh, I uh, you know if if you're in that environment, then then obviously the sound has to be. And you know, expect and uh, anticipate that you would be hearing in that sort of environment. And and I know you almost wrote the book on the uh, the audio soundtrack of the Irish theme bar. But um, <laughs> I, I think that's that's the key thing. Uh, and then for us, you know, as a, as an audio hardware brand, uh, then obviously it's making sure that as people are going to to spend more time in the metaverse, they got their very discreet earbuds in. It, it's make, making sure that that the features that are going to be important then is in, in clarity of received audio. This goes back to my, my first point as well. It's also going to be about clarity of transmitted audio because in, mm -hmm. in the metaverse, you you know, you it is it's not just about going in and, and you're not going to be in there as a as a watcher. Um, yeah. as a spectator. You're going to, be, you're, you're going to participate, right? Yeah. And we, we've done a lot of work with our friends at Amazon. Um, and in, in terms of Alexa, for example, if you're in a home environment and, and you've got your Alexa, uh, your Echo Dot or what have you in the corner of the room, then that's a pretty non-challenging situation for a microphone to pick up on, on your, your prompt. But if, if you're out and about, if you're out running and you've got your earbuds in and uh, you use uh, Alexa on your, on your handset, then you've got wind and background noise and the city city soundtrack, all of these things to contend with. So in the same way, you need then, you know, you need the microphones on your earbuds to be able to pick up when you say, Alexa, you know, please uh, order me a new pair of sneakers or, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, you, you say sneakers, we would say trainers, but uh, that might be lost. Pumps. But, uh, pumps yeah exactly <laughs> well look i think that's it's really interesting and you just made me think of something actually because one of the things i've always thought about with the metaverse if, if you think about the way the internet has evolved it started off on a home pc or a, a big pc with a 56k dial-up connection 
you know, as technology moved forward uh, into the mobile world, you know, 3G was pretty fraught, uh, you know, from a user experience, 4G uh, enabled a true mobile experience. But the metaverse in its existing definition is very much a home experience, right? You can't put on a, a big chunk of uh, of hardware, a brick over your, your face, and walk out into the street, right, without something bad happening to you sooner or later, right? So the metaverse is a home experience. But like you said before, audio is less intrusive. It's less obstructive. To you, to what you're doing, so it could be one of the key enablers of a mobile metaverse experience. If you get my drift, I'm 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 philosophizing now in in, in many respects, but that's how important audio could be in the evolution of the metaverse. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I'm not a metaversian. Is that a word? Um, <laughs> a transhumanism. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a transhumanist. Um, but you know, I, I imagine that the, the key brands that are involved in this space are, are considering that the metaverse is not just a home experience, right? This is wherever you are, you know, and in, in the same way now as the, the office is not a place, you know, for, for the majority of us, right, the office is identified as your laptop, a Wi-Fi connection and, uh, and your headset. You know, in in the same way, I think that's what the metaverse will become. It's sort of yeah. it's it's wherever you are, you know, and yeah. that's all the more important why audio needs to be able to to deal with challenging situations, right? If you're sat in a coffee shop, you know, and you and you've got your your laptop or your your tablet with you, then you want to to experience the Irish theme pub in the metaverse, um, then from a from a visual perspective that's not so challenging you can be anywhere on that but from an audio perspective you don't want to be limited to going to the metaverse only when you're in a quiet place yeah in a at, safe um, place <laughs> something like that <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so i think that's that that's why you know both and, and equally you know and when i refer to audio i'm still talking about about transmitted audio as well as received audio because yeah. you know you don't want to have to stay on mute because you, yeah. the microphone on your headset is is actually just going to only pick up on the clatter of the coffee cups in the background and is not going to pick up in, on what you said. You yeah. need the hardware, the software, the algos within your headset that are going to pick up on what you're saying and be able to cancel out the, the superfluous sound. Cool. So I know you've been in technology for a long time. Uh, you've worked not for that various... long. Not that long. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm quite I'm young, not... really. Five months, six months. You've yeah, been something like that. Five, six yeah. months. Yeah, uh, yeah. But you've, you've worked for a number of big brands. And something I like to ask technologists as yourself, in your career today, what's the mm. thing that's made the, uh, that's been unveiled either by your employer at the time or um, by a, a competitor that's made you go, wow, whoa, that's going to change the world? What is it that you think that you've seen that's given you that thought? I mean, I think we're we're lucky in in that we've we, we've worked in smartphone and uh, and then now obviously work in audio and there's been huge amounts of change there. I, I can I can honestly remember being in uh, when I w was at uh, at Sony Ericsson and probably at Mobile World Congress when we do these sessions where you're you're presenting the lineup for the next year to to all of the different operators and carriers, and I can really remember 
we we sold in this uh, it, it, this camera phone product, and we were trying to uh, to get this ranged. Uh, obviously, I won't name which operator it was. Um, and and the the feedback we had was, <laughs> I really don't think anyone's ever going to want a camera on their phone. <laughs> uh, to, to, uh, and no, I, I think that's just one example of of the of the way the way the world's changed. Right? I mean, I think we, you know, I, it would be very arrogant of me to say that we knew then that obviously social media was going to uh, explode in the way that it did. I mean, social media didn't exist when we had the the T sixty eight I from from Sony Ericsson, which had a plug on mm -hmm. camera, by the way. When, yeah, I, I remember, remember when we first sold this in, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So I, I think. I won't even say the smartphone, but the the introduction of the the sort of multimedia capability of of phones was a was a key thing. And then, of course, the sm the smartphone itself. Being at Sony Ericsson at the time, then uh, we were part of that revolution of large screen smartphone devices, where apps and so on became the reality. Of course, then uh, Apple uh, then just exploded the the market with uh, with iPhone and that became the sort of pseudo first smartphone of course it, it wasn't really mm -hmm. but um mm -hmm. I, I think that those things are all exciting you know and then during time at, at LG Matt when, when you and I were working together then I think uh, it was it was going from uh, we saw screen sizes and screen resolutions and, and all of this uh, really gallop along at pace uh, i mean and, you, and you'd go from ultra hd to ultra ultra hd to mega hd to whatever it was um okay 8k 20k and it was yeah. exactly right and, and it was a little bit of a marketing spiel because of course your your human eye can only deal with so much um but, but, but I, I remember this is a this is a really good example because we spent so long trying to figure out well what is tr what's true hd well true hd is a display that's 300 ppi the human eye can't see any more than 300 ppi that's the selling point that's the key yeah okay we got it got it and then next year they'd bring out uber hd right <laughs> which was 500 ppi so then you'd have to go present it and say i know a year ago we said that 300 ppi was the best a human yeah. eye could see but mankind actually... has evolved. Mankind has evolved <laughs> in the last twelve months. But actually, and, some uh... kids, some kids can pick up five hundred PPI. <laughs> so it was, um, uh, it was a tough one. But I think then you know, and and then we we've seen, and you touched on it earlier on in in the chat. Uh, now we we've seen similar. You know, so I think the screen resolution uh, was was the first part, so that people could con consume media and of course naturally behind that has then followed the the audio resolution yeah, and yeah. Uh, and that you know, brings us back to to what we we're talking about today Brilliant. Okay, James, are you ready to have some fun? We're going to close with our quick fire TGI to go round. Okay, so we're going to we have a, a bunch of multiple choice questions. There's only two choices, and you just have to state your preference. You ready to go? I'm uh, born ready. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. TGI to go. TGI to go. Question number one. Dogs or cats? 
dogs. Do you have a dog? No. 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 Okay. Question number two: Alan Partridge or Will Farrell? Alan Partridge all day. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Look. Look. I was just pointing out the picture of Alan Partridge on my wall, so that was a good answer. Question number three: yep. Singing or dancing? Singing, and I would uh, refer us to very drunken nights in karaoke bars in parts of Seoul that you and I might have both uh, experienced. I, I, I think we'll upload a video of you uh, singing <laughs> Queen's uh, Don't Stop Me Now on our website for, for our listeners to enjoy. It's yeah. actually very good. Um, yeah, question, <laughs> question number four. Amsterdam or Prague? <laughs> Again, there's well, a story I... behind this one, but anyway... I am I am in a fortunate position that I have almost an encyclopedic knowledge of Prague. So I, I, I having spent quite a bit of time there. So yeah. I'd uh, I'd have to say Prague. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Excellent. Good choice. Number five, Downton Abbey or the Crown. I've never. Do you know? Uh, this might shock some of your uh, your listeners that are not based in the UK. I've never seen an episode of either. No way. Really. Mm. No. no. You have a Netflix it's subscription. Definitely. Uh, no. No? Oh, interesting. But if you had to watch one, if you said you've got to watch one of those, which one would you pick? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd opt for C, Love Island. Much better. Oh. TV viewing. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, uh, I think that'll be lost on our North American audience, but I know what you mean. Uh, oh, the next you, question yeah. is Ricky Gervais or Steve Carell? I think both very funny men i think it has to be uh steve carell I, I watched the other day not for the first time i think it's one of these movies i can go back to again and again he was in vice have you ever seen that movie but no. um yeah he played donald Bromstead in in vice and wow. uh yeah if you haven't seen it it's all about dick cheney and his time okay. in the what in as, as the vp so on that performance alone it would have to be yeah. steve well, you know, on this podcast, we've had Rain Wilson, who featured heavily, of, of course, a key character in the US office. But I think another interesting soundbite for our listeners is when both of us worked at LG in Slough, we overlooked the Wernham Hog uh, paper facility, which was in Slough. Do you remember? You could see it. And then when it became the US one, it became Dunder Mifflin. But um, anyway, in interesting... Yeah. I'm not sure point. if it's even there anymore, Matt. They probably no, raised I, it to I, the ground. I think they did. I think they did. Mm. Spanish food or Mexican food? Well, in in homage to our good friend Danny Hernandez, uh, I'd have to say Spanish. Well, excellent, excellent. Biking or hiking? Mm. Biking, I think. H have you done biking before? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I, I guess you don't mean motor biking, right? You mean you mean push biking? I mean push biking, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, yeah. We, we, we live very close to Bushy Park. Really nice sort of uh, uh, deer park with the kids quite often out on the bikes there. Yeah, that would be my nice. vote. Nice. Duran Duran or Depeche Mode? Depeche Mode. Okay. Yeah. Very sad to hear the news about Andy Fletcher recently, who passed away. Yeah, exactly. One of the founding members. Yeah, yeah. But I am going to see Duran Duran next month here in Toronto, so I will be wearing my Frankie says relax t-shirt when i go to that just to let you yeah. know yeah wasn't it simon lebon uh who who famously on live aid but when it was mid 80s sort of uh hit a bum note um i'm not sure if you're allowed to say that anymore but um a hit hit a bad note just as he went live in front of the world and was was sort of uh 
um, broadcasting to 56 million people or whatever it was. But um, they, they nevertheless, it didn't seem to set them back. They did okay. I, I blame his headset or his microphone, uh, Jameson. Yeah, that, that would have been it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Microphone, probably. Yeah. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Okay. Harry Styles or Justin Bieber? We know you like the... Um... You're a big One Direction fan, but which, which of those two would you rather see in, uh, in in concert? It's funny you should say it, but I mean, um, check out Harry Styles' new album. Uh, if you uh, Harry's House, I think it's called. Uh, um, really good, actually. And I, I wandered into the house the other day, and um, my wife and the kids were were listening to to this soundtrack to this music, and I thought this is really good. What's this? And uh, I felt I felt a little bit dirty when when Gemma said this is uh it, it's Harry it's it's Harry Styles and uh, I thought oh my god does that, does that make me some sort of One Direction fan but uh I always no, thought you were a, a One Direction fan I know I mean I've got a 1D t-shirt of course which I'm off to. <laughs> so, but um no no it's a really good album and if you haven't listened to, to uh Harry's House yeah, uh, get your ears around that. I'll take a listen. Like I said, they're all over uh, the the TV with the, uh, the the latest Apple commercial. Um, so we'll we'll take a look at that. Now you have children, Peppa Pig or Paw Patrol? Well, it depends which child. Uh, so my little boy is still into Paw Patrol in a, in a big way. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I, I I can identify with Daddy Pig as we all can. Um, yes, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I like both of them. Yeah. In fact, I watch them when the kids aren't around. Ah, okay. Now this will take you back a bit. Macbeth or much to do about nothing? Now, I think this is uh, a little nod to your uh, amateur acting career, James. But which of those two would you either a perform in or, or b spectate? Yeah, I, I have performed in both, but I, I played Macbeth, actually. Well, you can't say it. I, I, I played the lead in the Scottish play. Um, and uh, so that's always got quite an important place in my heart. So I'd have to say, of the two, the Scottish play. Could you give us a line from Macbeth? I could, but I won't. No? No. It'd take a while to get into character. Exactly. I, you know, I'd have to, to, I'd have to find my space. <laughs> And the final one, and I think you answered this earlier, but I may be proven yeah. wrong here. Karaoke or country dancing? I can't dance for Toffee. Um, I'm perhaps the worst dancer in the world. Uh, so it would have to be karaoke. Okay, excellent. And like I said, for our listeners, there will be a video available, amdocs.com forward slash the great indoors, uh, episode nine, uh, the video from James singing Queen in Soul. So please check it out. Um, so there we go. We're, we're at an end uh, uh, to the podcast today. I want to thank you very much, James, for joining. I've had a blast uh, speaking with you. Is there any last thoughts you would like to leave our listeners with? Any, any profound statements uh, of the future from uh, from yourself? I, not, not really. Um, I think uh, it's been great to speak with you and with the team. Uh, really enjoyed it. Um, I, I think... Uh, um, we know that uh, the, the journey for sound is one which is, is going to continue to be exciting. Um, and uh, I, I think the whole hybrid working is, is something which we should continue to watch with interest. What a great conversation with James. Great catching up with him. Great getting uh, his opinion and his views on audio 
fascinating area and key, you know, key and often overlooked. So please subscribe to our podcast on all the usual podcast channels. Leave a review or rating if you feel so inclined. It certainly helps us. Check out two other Amdocs podcasts that are brilliant and available now. The Future of Tech with Abishai Charlene and Points of View with our Chief Marketing Officer, Gil Razan. Also visit our website, amdocs.com forward slash The Great Indoors. And we'll be back in two weeks for another edition of The Great Indoors. I'm Matt Roberts for Amdocs in Toronto. Have a great day wherever you are.